as we bring our awareness back to our breath. Take a moment longer to linger in the state. being simultaneously aware of our body surroundings. And yet we remain still. And as we begin to emerge from this meditative state, we will carry the stillness out with us. So just observe this as you start to re-engage with your senses, you can move the fingers and toes. You're aware of the outer sounds, but you are also aware of the inner peaceful state. And as you slowly come out, I want you to try and hold both states, so with minimum effort, just easily maintain a connection with the sense of peace as you open your eyes. Peace is still there, fills you completely. And perhaps you look around and you see things look different, they look new, it's like you're seeing them with new eyes. as a child would see objects without naming them, just observe without naming. The mind wants to name, but the observation can just observe. And then you're back. How do you feel? Peaceful. Good? Mm-hmm. Yes? Is the peace still there? Is the connection with the inner state still there? Mm-hmm. Yeah? This is important because this is what we call integration. Integrating the two states, inner and outer become one. Inner and outer are the same. It's just the perception, the awareness is either with one or the other, but in this state we, uh, the awareness is with both. And that's where we want to ultimately end up. That there is no real distinction, it's just a 
almost a trick of the mind that there is an outer world and an inner world it's just the, it's just world it's just ex- existence do you find it hard to observe without naming to just look at objects but keep the mind empty you can do it for a little bit Good, not thinking about it, it's a good, <laughs> a good way to be. <laughs> See that what the mind wants to do eventually, when you fully get the mind back, is it will want to analyse things, and the voice comes back. The narrative, the narrator returns. But what we do with this technique is we're giving ourselves a break from that narration. Did you, we manage, are we able to get into a state of stillness where there wasn't much dialogue, internal chatter? I was battling. Still, still chatter there? You don't have to eliminate it completely, it's just a matter of getting enough of the other state, is what you, because it's so powerful, you just need to touch it or just to brush against it is my new way of saying it. Mm. You just need to brush against There's a lot of thinking, but you know that in the first few weeks of learning to meditate, people were always going on about how hard it was because the thoughts were still there and it was hard to neutralize the thoughts. That, I, I consider that to be already progress because there must be some awareness outside of the thought that is aware that you are thinking. So there's already a separation starting to occur, that you become aware of the thought stream. Mm -hmm. So it means if you're aware of the thought stream, then you're not in the thought stream. Part of you is watching it. And so while some people go, I wasn't able to meditate because there were just too many thoughts. In fact, it is a form of meditation, it's simply just the awareness of thoughts. As long as, and as you can return to that vantage point of just the observation of thought, that's really the point of departure into the meditative state. So, you know, you may not have got onto the boat, but you certainly got down to the harbour. And you were, you're ready to take off, and, and even if that's all that you did, that's important because you have to go there, you have to move through that state each time, you meditate. Unless you're in a state where you have no thought at all any time, which is very rare. Uh, but usually you're going to be approaching meditation from a state of thinking. Whatever you've been doing before you meditate. Now, one reason why we meditate in the morning is typically there tends to be, in some people, fewer thoughts early on, if you haven't been exposed to stimuli. So one of the advantages of getting up early to meditate is that the mind's relatively clear in most cases, but some individuals like me, actually my mind is very full in the morning when I wake up. Maybe I've been problem solving or something in my sleep. You write a lot in the bed. Yeah, I do. I write. And so sometimes for me, I actually like to get, get that out, do, do all that first, and then I can go back into meditation from there. Drop the story, yeah. 
So that's a very individual thing, you know, just how, as we have bodies that have different tendencies, different propensities, strengths and weaknesses, so our minds vary as well. And that's the reason that they don't really prescribe any specific time. They talk about four optimal times within the day. There's the early morning before sunrise, <clears throat> and then there's midday, and then there's sunset, and then there's midnight. These are the four junction points within a day between each phase of the day, morning to afternoon, or sorry, night into morning, morning into afternoon, afternoon into evening, and then evening into night. So these points are natural, they call them sandhi points, sandhi. In Sanskrit it means a junction point. And in nature there tends to be a shift, a natural quietening in those four times. And so it, the meditators, the yogis realize that if you could align your meditation time to a sandhi point, then you've got the forces of nature that are helping carry you into the state. But that's the optimal and it's not always, I mean, no one's really going to meditate at midnight unless you really can't sleep at all. Um, people that have difficulty sleeping tend to sleep through to about 3am, that's when you wake up. So and then you might find the mind is very active and you can't get back to sleep. So that's why we can, you could get up and meditate then, perhaps, or just do some breathing practice just to get the mind back into neutral. Another good thing to do, or another thing not to do if you wake up in the middle of the night is don't look at the clock. If you look at the time, it makes you anxious about the fact that you only have so many more hours before you have to get up. And that actually takes you further away from sleep than if you just don't care. You just think, okay, I'm awake now. Even if I don't sleep, that's fine, I'll just rest breath, do the four, seven, eight breath, four in, hold for seven, out for eight. In that sleep audio file that I did, did you hear that one already? That four, seven, eight breathing is really effective. It's a pranayama, it's a breath control technique. Breath induces many different mental states and the yogis worked out what the ratios were. So what we do is so preliminary it's so basic compared to the advanced practices around breath. But there are specific sequences and ratios that you can use that will induce specific states. The, the sleep track is on SoundCloud. Yeah, so you can try that.